He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. And now uh, that we are back together here in Cambodia, I look forward to building uh, even stronger progress than we've already made. And I want to thank the Prime Minister of for Colombia's leadership and the ASEAN's ASEAN chair. Hmm. I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. I'm sure of that. That was Joe Biden at the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, a summit taking place in Cambodia, which he said at the beginning of his clip. He said, hey, it's good to be back together here in Cambodia but then proceeds to thank the Prime Minister of Colombia. And there's two problems with that, Disco. One, Colombia has a president. His name is Gustavo Petro. Not a prime minister. They don't have prime ministers there. And two, he was in Cambodia talking to the Prime Minister of Cambodia. Now, on his behalf, maybe, maybe in his notes, it had said Cambodia first, and then after that, it was like the C-A-M like abbreviation, but maybe it was handwritten and it was sloppy. It was like Columbia. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going with here. Yeah, that makes, I'm it would make saying, s- I, I'm, I'm just it would that would make more sense as to how that happened because obviously <laughs> obviously <laughs> unless he just forgot where he was just that moment. I mean, he is dementia ridden. We've I, seen it. I I mean, I I I've got to go with the latter on that. It just seems <clears throat> It seems like that's probably the case. But but you know, here's the here's the the good news is what hopefully is going to be former speaker of the house Nancy Pelosi. She uh and despite the disastrous state of our country right now, the embarrassing cognitive state of the dementia-ridden man you just saw talking, she said Pelosi said this weekend that she thinks he should run again. Take a listen. You think President Biden should run again? Uh, yes, I do. I mean, president Biden has been a great president for our country. He has accomplished so much. No, no. Well, okay. He has accomplished a lot for <laughs> the radical communist left and his handlers who are actively trying to destroy the country. I'll give you that. He has accomplished a lot in that sense. But he's not done a great job. He's not a great president for this country. I mean, it's just a, it's a categorically absurd statement. She said it about a week well, or I mean, two ago as well. If their plan was to have inflation be the highest it's ever been, they did it. If their, great job, guys. If their plan was to have gas be the highest that it's been in a while. Ever. They did it. You know, yes. <laughs> like, they did it. Um, if their plan was to make America weaker by giving away all their weapons and trying to print more money and all this stuff, they did it. Yeah. If you wanted to bring transgenderism to the military, kudos to you. We did it. I'd say gentlemen, but that would be misgendering people today. In fact, that should be that should be Biden's uh, like T-shirt slogan campaign. We did it. Yes, with like America on fire in the background. Yeah, then like on the back, it's a checklist: inflation, gas prices. Like, (laughs) like we did it, folks. You know what? We'll make that. Um, we'll make that. Okay, we got a lot to get to today, folks. We do. Chuck Schumer's trying to, to describe 
what he believes the reasons are that the the Democrats took the Senate, which is depressing, and they did. That was that was called over the weekend. You had cameras go down. By the way, we'll talk about this. But cameras go down for eight and a half hours in Nevada, where Laxalt was leading and ended up losing, which gave the Democrats control of the Senate, no matter what happens in Georgia. Talk about that. Joe Kent lost in Washington's third district. You had Trump back McCarthy and Stefanik, DeSantis and Trump stuff. We're also going to get into this FTX scandal that no one, I mean, conservatives are talking about it, but no one in the mainstream media is talking about it. And it is a really sketchy looking thing, a really big deal that, again, no one's talking about. We got more Veritas coverage and uh, videos that we're going to talk about in booze and banter. And if you thought soccer couldn't get any more gay, just wait till you hear what we're going to tell you. But I'm just teasing. Some of you like it, and that's fine. But if just wait until you hear what I got to talk about, which we're going to do in booze and banter. We got that. We got plenty more coming up. That, by the way, will be over on drewberkwist.locals.com. The link is in the chat there as well. We'll put it throughout the, the episode today so you can get on over there and join us. Okay, question of the day. And I don't want to bring this up. And just get straight up. I mean, if that's your answer, that's your answer. I don't want straight Debbie Downer answers here. That's not my intent, at least, with with this question. But the question is this. Will the current Republican Party, I'm talking about the Mitch McConnell-led disappointment that is the current GOP, ever win a meaningful election again? Will it happen? As you send in your responses, guys, I admit it. I don't always make the best food choices. I didn't make some great ones last night either, if I'm, if I'm being totally honest with you. It's not like when I was a kid and you have your mom or your parent, right, parental units, whatever they're calling them today, giving you the advice, making sure you get your fruits and vegetables. But I do have good news. Good news. Our friends over at Field of Greens have, are sponsoring the show. They've hooked us up with, with amazing product. My family's using it. I'm using it. It's an amazing powder. It's not a supplement, guys. This is literally fruits and vegetables and prebiotics in a powder form, all organic, all natural. It's not extracts. It's no, it, this is literally the pure, raw, best of the best stuff. You pour it into your water or whatever your beverage of choice is. You drink it. It tastes good, and then you feel good. Higher energy. Your skin looks better. Your nails are going to grow a little faster, so you have, to, you have to trim those a little bit more. But... It is all good, you guys. You're going to go to your next doctor checkup and get great news. They're going to say, what the hell are you doing? And you're going to tell them. And then they're going to go to fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Drew as well, which you should too because I got you 15% off. So head on over there. Feel better. Know that you're putting the right stuff into your body. It's tough. It's tough with a crazy day, a crazy work schedule to always get the right foods in there, especially if you're traveling. If you got Field of Greens with you, you're good to go. Okay? You're good to go. So go to fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Drew. You can save 15% off your first order. If you subscribe, you can save an additional 10%. You're welcome. All right, folks. Let's get to some of your responses here and see. Yes, says Shelby. Something big this way comes. Not as long as Mitch McConnell's in there. Not if it's an honest election. I, I, I think you're meaning the inverse of the thing there. No, they won't. It's over. No, never. Yes, I believe so, says Jackie. I like your optimism. Cheaters, those Dems are, yes. Never going to win if they don't fix the fix. 
All right, what do we got over on on Rumble? <clears throat> no, in my opinion, the federal government is a crime entity that needs to be abolished. Both parties must go. I don't disagree with you, Raspberry. I uh, love the name, by the way. Teresa, yes. Side point from the question. I know some people have boycotted the NFL. That's your, that's your choice, and that's your right. But I'm telling you, the Vikings-Bills game yesterday was absolutely insane. One of the most wild things I've ever seen in my life, and I literally have poured most of my life into that game. My family is just a big deal for us, as you guys all know. Uh, that game was insane. It was, Teresa. So, Skull, big victory there. Not but, like uh, that game on Sunday, but like football as a whole, you've poured your life into. Yes. Yeah. Well, I poured a lot into that, too. <laughs> I that the emotional roller coaster that that came with that uh, was was pretty damn crazy. I'll say that. I think uh, I think I can honestly say I've only been to your place once for a game, and that was because I was in town, and you couldn't say you can't be here. I couldn't kick you me. out. You couldn't Listen, kick me. <laughs> well, um, we've got some errands for you to do. They're going to take about three and a half hours. Uh, go, but go usually, get it done. Usually, we have a it like you know we go dark on comms we don't talk during football none of that stuff unless unless you end up breaking silence but uh for the most part it's he's he's on his own island at that point and anything goes anything, anything goes, goes. At the i'm surprised <laughs> the cops haven't been called uh more frequently um i'm just kidding they haven't been called yet um so so a lot of a lot of frustration obviously with this election a lot of people saying no they don't think so at least under these current conditions which is why i phrased it that way right with this current party with this current mitch mcconnell led party uh and it's not just mitch there's other people than cocaine mitch but 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 the rhinos the establishment types who seem hell-bent we're going to talk more about that later in the show by the way but they seem hell-bent on the status quo and it's killing us it's killing us. So I, I think, as it stands for my answer, as it stands, no, we're not going to win meaningful elections. Now, it looks like we're going to win the House here. That's great. We'll be able to block some things over the next two years. But I'm talking meaningful, take things back, actually go to start to make things work again in this country for the American people, which is, by the way, what they're all supposed to be doing there. And they're, of course, not. So meaningful elections, the presidency having control to get things back on track and basically pump the brakes, slam on the brakes with what the left is trying to do with this radical communist approach and, and their, their transition of, of America to a much darker, horrible place. I think it's going to be tough to do. I think it can be done, but we've got to get those types out of there. And well, 100%. And like the people we were, we were talking about, like Anna Polina getting in, and Eli Crane, which by the way, Eli posted his first picture in Washington yeah, today. I that was, was great. Like freshman here, it was awesome. But uh, <clears throat> so it's great to have these people come in, but they can't they can't be swayed by the people who have been there already, saying, "Hey, we can't we can't make any let's not make any waves or anything," because it seems like when we do have majority, we don't push anything. We sit back. Okay, yeah. oh, no, let's advance, advance, advance. If we got if, if we're getting the house and where it looks like right now. Senate is still split 48-48 as no, according no, to this No, no Nevada, Nevada took it. Nevada took Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's it's um, done. We lost. Yeah, so so you know, it's like okay, but still, if we have that the, hey, we took the house. Cool. Let's get stuff done. Let's not just rest on our laurels. Let's let's push forward because it's one of those things where we've had control before. 
And we've talked about before we got control, oh, we're going to make these changes and do this and do that. And then nothing happens. Yeah. But yet well, they still get, they keep getting voted back in. And they keep, you know, and so it's like, let's get those people out of there. Come on. Yeah, good luck. You know, McConnell and some of them have been there a long time. Lindsey Grant. I mean, it's just yeah. it's it's crazy. Well, let's 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 talk about that, right? Because so Laxalt was winning in Nevada. The way that it looked like this was going to shake out was we were going to win Nevada. Okay, it was it was looking it was it was a tight race, but it was looking pretty damn good. We were going to win Nevada and have a 50 to 49 lead with Georgia hanging in the balance with their December 6th runoff between Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock. That was how it was going to look. I did not feel overly optimistic that we were going to win Georgia. That's not a slight on Herschel. That's just a, that's my realistic view on what was going to happen there. So it would have been 50, 50 and then Kamala would have been the tiebreaker there, but you ended up losing it. We lost the race in Nevada, and now it's now we're toast. It's done. And so, real quick, we're going to get to what happened in Nevada, too. But Chuck Schumer weighed in on the midterms, giving what he thought were his three reasons as to why he think the Democrats won and took control of the Senate. Roll the tape. There are three things that helped the Senate secure the majority. One, our terrific candidates. Two, a our agenda and our accomplishments. And three, the American people rejected the anti-democratic extremist MAGA Republicans. Okay, so let's break that down. Terrific candidates? I mean, you did not have terrific candidates in the Senate. John Fetterman was a Senate candidate who ended up winning, a stroke victim who cannot even put basic words together. But beyond, take, take, the, take the, the disaster that is John Fetterman out of this, right? Their ideals across the board with their candidates did not and do not align with everyday American values. But, 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 that doesn't matter, right? Because at this stage now, in our failing republic, which I hate saying, I don't take joy in saying it, but in our failing republic, the Democrats and the big machine and, and our, some people on our side too, they simply install people. They're not elected. As Raspberry is saying over there, that our system now in America is made to make you feel like you have a voice, like you have the ability to, to play a part in, in outcomes. And particularly in the most important ones that are out there now, it's just, that's just not true. It's not true. But then he also said it's because of our agenda and our accomplishments. I mean, if you mean pushing communism by your agenda, then yes, as we always talk about, you succeeded in your accomplishments. I mean, yeah, it, it, it includes crippling our economy and energy sector, right? Big time. Causing a recession that looks like it will turn into a global wide recession. Congrats, guys. You nailed it. Promising that you're going to end oil and natural gas production in the U.S. I mean, these guys, they have done so much harm to this country, and they want us dependent on wind and solar here at home. And to have mail-in voting for the rest of our lives to guarantee what? That Republicans, and I don't even like that term, 
that America-loving, country-first conservatives will never win another election. How dare they want to make America great again? <laughs> how, how dare they? Well, you know, and as we we always talk about this, too, like I, I'm not like some crazy MAGA person that doesn't mean I don't like Trump. I just don't have a hat. I've never been to a rally. I hate rallies on both sides. I just don't do it. I, the, I'll go to a concert or a football game. Other than that, I don't I don't go and fanboy over stuff. I just that's just not me. But they they pick apart a statement. It's. It's a statement that everyone should agree with. And they pick it apart because it's attached to Trump, which is just, they're so dumb that they can't differentiate the two. But whatever. But speaking of MAGA, they, he talks about, Chuck there talked about how American people rejected anti-democratic extremist MAGA Republicans. Do you love how they throw so many words into a point that they're trying to get across? But there it is again, anti-democratic. They're again harping on that one word that does not describe us currently, democracy, or shouldn't. But it's, it's, it really is getting more to that point where we don't really have a, a voice. It's, it's, it's mob rule. They want more of that not republic, not a constitutional republic approach of running the country. And, and that's, they really, they're staying on narrative there, and they're accomplishing their goal. And this, this last election, just to, to button up Chuck's points there, was not some national repudiation of mega Republicans. It was simply a spotlight on the continued attempts to cheat and manipulate the system that the Democrats always engage in. It's taken over a week, you guys. Over a week to count ballots in Arizona and Nevada. And you're going to tell me that it's not rigged, that there's not some issues with it? Uh, we're, we're such a third world country right now. It's so enraging. And speaking of Nevada, which has now been called and crushed our hopes of control in the Senate. So we're in this race, right? Laxalt's winning. It's looking good, at least to position us where we've got a shot to possibly have 51 to 49 control. And as the ballots are being counted, all of a sudden, the cameras go off that are monitoring the ballot counting. Very and convenient. They went off for eight and a half hours while said ballot counting continued. To which, look, this, is, this goes back to the, the conversation with the 2020 election and, and so many other things. Where some people are like, well, that doesn't mean anything. Nothing was going on. Okay. All right, look it. But let's just, let's just, let's, let's take a step back here for a second. Cameras go off in a tight race that could decide the Senate and, in fact, did decide the Senate. The cameras go off for eight and a half hours. Even if there was not cheating, that's shady as hell. Everyone's going to be like, ah, that's kind of weird. Like, that's, I think I might have some questions about that. I mean, let's just do the whole shoe on the other foot thing for a second here, right? If Democrats were trying to regain control of the House and the Senate, and it was a tight race, and all of a sudden the cameras were shut off during the counting, 
they would be flipping out, right? All we'd hear about is how Republicans are trying to steal the election. But once again, when all of this craziness happens and, and they're doing it, don't worry, democracy is safe. Your vote counts. It's, it's clear as day. It's clear as day that the Democrats do not want free and fair elections like they claim they do. They can't point to any, any, any supporting points for that. They don't want any competition. And rhinos in the Republican Party, by the way, don't want free and fair elections either. Mitch can tell his constituents in Kentucky and people across the country until he's blue in the face that that's what he wants. They just want to have the appearance of being the opposition party. Well, they're, in fact, in reality, totally on board with the uniparty system. And both sides, Republicans and Democrats, want Americans. They want you. They want me. They want everyone out there who voted last week to think that there are two political parties in this country. And sadly, there's just not. There's only one. And over the last six years, it's just that, that problem has been exacerbated. It's gotten worse and worse. Look at I me. Mean, look at this, old, this last election last week. 18 that's going to have to include some upsets. Well, just not this, in the last not this yet. NBC. Sorry, sorry. I'll, but this last election here, you had oh, candidates. Sorry, I thought he no, called for the. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. But you had we're gonna we're getting there in like seconds. You had candidates who didn't represent the old GOP, the old guard, right? And Mitch McConnell scuttled them. He and his Rhino establishment buddies in D.C ruined their chances, pulled funding from their campaign, like Blake Masters in Arizona, Kelly Jabaka in, in Alaska. We'll talk about that later. Joe Kent in Washington. Speaking of Joe Kent, now we can play it. Here's what happened over the weekend in Washington. 18, that's going to have to include some upsets. Well, just in the last minute, NBC News Decision Desk has called an upset for the Democrats, the third district in Washington state. Uh, this is the other Clark County that we've all been keeping our eyes on tonight. There's a Clark County in this district that's key. We got numbers out of there. We got some numbers from the more Republican-friendly parts of the district. And the bottom line is that Marie Perez, the Democrat, NBC News is projecting will defeat Republican Joe all right, so Joe Kent, a great American, was defeated by a hardcore communist in a district that was expected to go red. Don't worry, though. Rest easy, my friends. You can be rest assured that that election was 100% legit. Okay. These guys, I mean, it's so obvious when it comes to what they're doing. Manipulating the results of this. But the media, who we've talked about for years, are completely on their side. They're just the propaganda arm of the radical left. They're not going to be honest, the Democrats. The media is not going to be honest and do honest reporting on said Democrats' actions. They've got their job. The media's got their job. And they're happy to just do it and act in the best interest of the party, even if that means sacrificing good people like Joe Kent. And really, at this point, I'm not sure who's who's worse. The Democrats who have taken their masks off and are, and are letting people 
know who they are or the old GOP. Because you've got McConnell and, and his buddies who keep trying to thwart any efforts that are being made to give Republicans more power. I, I don't I, at this point like that to the to the point of the question of the day earlier. Will we win any meaningful elections with this current Republican Party? I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can with these people in charge. We're not going to play this whole clip here, but Mark Levin, the great one, nailed it with his analysis of why the red wave didn't happen and it never was going to happen and why new school Republicans weren't given any new funds. Take a listen to part of this and then we'll pull out and talk about it. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin, and this is Life, Liberty, and Levin. So what do we make of last Tuesday? You know, sometimes a little time to digest these things is a lot better than on-the-spot analysis. And I noticed that many of the same people who were wrong about a red wave are now telling us what to think about a non-red wave. The experts, the consultants, the ruling class, the media, the politicians. We need to think for ourselves. Enough of the static. I said before the election, and I said repeatedly here and on radio, forget about the red wave, forget about a red tsunami, forget about Armageddon, and vote. I said it on radio over and over and over again. Why? Because who cares what people predict? You got to go out there and bring home the bacon. That's what you have to do. Now, I want to take a look at this with you and walk through it. And it'll be a little different than what you're used to hearing. Because um, I've given this a lot of thought and see what you think, too. The Senate in 2022, we had 34 seats up. 20 of them were Republican. 14 of them were Democrat. That meant the Republicans had to defend 20 seats. And if they were going to get a majority, they had to tap into 14 of the Democrat incumbents or empty seats. That was a tall hill to climb. And this is one of the reasons I wasn't on this red wave uh, bandwagon so fast. I needed to think about it. 2024, this is the key. The next election cycle, 33 seats are up. Now listen to this. Two-thirds of them are Democrat seats. So the Democrats have to defend 23 Senate seats. The Republicans have to defend only 10. So the math in 2022 never really led to a red wave possibility. And the math in 2024 does lead to a red wave possibility. Does that mean there'll be one? Of course not, but I'm just explaining the math, the simple math. We had about 60% of the seats up. They have almost 70% of the seats up in the next round. So what does that mean? Democrats needed to have some serious gains in the Senate last week to stave off a disaster in 2024. They failed miserably. Now, I'm not trying to be a Pollyanna here. I'm just laying it out because there's a lot here that is of the opposite viewpoint. So stick with me. So what about the red wave or a GOP pickup of maybe six Senate seats? I heard that too. That was never going to happen in the Senate. It was a mathematical impossibility. Well, one seat, two seats, at the outskirts, maybe three seats, possible. We'd have to hold all 20 Republican Senate seats and flip a few of the 14 Democrat seats. So they have a lot of resources to defend their seats and a lot more of the map 
to make decisions about how they would go on offense. So what happened then? Arizona, you had a Democrat incumbent. Nevada, you have a Democrat incumbent. New Hampshire, you have a Democrat incumbent. And Georgia, you have a Democrat incumbent. I want to focus in on Arizona and New Hampshire. You had candidates running against these Democrat incumbents, and the Senate Leadership Fund made a fateful decision. It decided that it would provide not one penny of support to Blake Masters in Arizona, and it decided to pull about $6 million of support in the last week to General Bolduck in New Hampshire. Who's in charge of the Senate Leadership Fund? It's Mitch McConnell. And this fund raised well over $100 million. He All controls right. it. So over $100 million raised. Mitch McConnell's in charge of it. He pulled money from Blake Masters in an important Arizona Senate race. General Doug Bolduck. Critical races, races that are important, races that are bringing in new blood that we needed, not just in our party, but in this country. And there's plenty of other examples, such as this one. He, he used $9 million from that fund to give money towards Lisa Murkowski, a treacherous rhino from Alaska who beat fellow Republican Kelly Shabaka in their Senate race there, a race that Kelly Shabaka, by the way, was winning. But Mitch and, and the crew in D.C. didn't get behind her. And, of course, we knew the seat was going to be red. That seat was almost a, a lock to be a red seat. But McConnell knew that Murkowski would vote for him, and Shabaka was a wild card. Couldn't be trusted, couldn't be controlled. The bottom line is, as long as people like Mitch McConnell, being the piece of shit rhino that he is, is in D.C., we're not going to win meaningful elections. We're not going to be able to change the, the conservative movement in the Republican Party in a meaningful way. And he's going to continue. I mean, he, he's the prime example, him and Lindsey and some of these others, that we have this uniparty in D.C. And that our voices don't really matter. And that should frustrate the hell out of everyone. It's a really big so I deal. I got an update on the DeLuca, the dead guy DeLuca uh, seat. <laughs> Tony DeLuca's seat in, in Pennsylvania, yeah. okay. Yeah, so he, uh, it took a few days for the officials there to figure out that he won and that he was dead. Anyway, they apologized and said, oh, he should have been off the ballot, but, you know, mail-in ballots had already come in, so those votes wouldn't have counted, so we had to let it go through, blah, blah, blah. So they said... We will figure out in the future to have a special election to figure out who takes his seat. So as of right now, a dead guy is sitting in house for, for the district in Pennsylvania. Like, and, like they're like, we're fine. We'll be good. Like, it's okay. We'll wait. I mean, honestly, a dead guy is better than most politicians these days. But I yeah, mean, what's but what? It's still remarkable. I've talked about that all weekend with tons of people. Is obviously. Obviously, he was not going to be able to serve in the seat because he was dead. Obviously, they weren't going to leave the seat like in name only. It's just <laughs> remarkable 
that the electorate is so dumb that he he didn't just win he won in a landslide landslide yeah a landslide victory for a dead guy so it's it's more just the fact that like okay i'm not shocked the government's jacked up and screwed up especially at the local level there and and that he was still on the ballot being dead that doesn't surprise me sadly what what's more frustrating and probably less surprising even at this point than it should be is that the the voters <laughs> overwhelmingly voted him in it's yeah i it's, could i could imagine if it was like well we had a lot of you know mail in like pre uh, votes come in because like they had sent it so long ago i get right. it and that's why oh that's why he got 12% even though he should have gotten zero cuz he's not al- alive but a landslide that's what gets it's did did no did they not post it in like was it not aired on the news that he died was was there no obituary for him in the paper no I like, thought that I saw a, a news clip on it like I, I went you know I went back and researched it a lot when we learned about it and there were there were clips now people don't pay as much attention to some of the yeah. local stuff it's not an you know and which they should but it's but but don't but it, it's just anyways it's I mean even if if I remarkable. would if I would have been the other Democrat running. Not like this is not Republican. I would have been making signs. DeLuke is dead. Vote for me. You know what I mean? I would I would have been all over it because I've been like, you can't vote for him, but you can totally vote for me. Yes, that's dark and like twisted. But uh, hey, you know, it's it's already happened. So like it's push people in to get the vote. But but no, when they when they figure out the right time is when they're going to do a special election for it. They haven't even given the date as to what it should be happening like now it's been a week let's go <laughs> yeah he's no Ah, oh, welcome to america in 2022 folks all right everyone smash that like button whichever platform you're on we're so grateful that you are here and engaging please keep engaging with the audience on whichever platform you're on there are more on some platforms than other we'd love for you to be over on rumble rumble.com forward slash drew berquist you can also watch it on red voice life set so many other places that are out there uh, please do that. Make sure that you are subscribed, folks. That is the biggest and most important thing. And remind people uh, who you might see poking in from time to time that we're not doing this show on YouTube anymore. Please do not unsubscribe from YouTube. We still have the channel. We've got some stuff coming there that is different than this is my show. More inf- information on that later. But make sure you subscribe to everywhere. All that to say, thanks for being here. We've got plenty to get to, including this FTX scandal. Which, again, why no one's talking about this is the reason everyone should be talking about it. We'll break it down on the other side. Stick around. Are you watching what's happening in the world today? Global pandemic, dramatic stock market volatility, trade wars with China, U.S. debt piling up, banks charging negative interest rates, the Fed printing money again. World economies are poised for a major freefall. In 2008, many Americans lost a large portion of their retirement savings. Fortunately, those who were protected invested in physical gold and silver. Historically, when the stock market has crashed, gold and silver have increased in value and have protected investors from crippling losses. You see, gold and silver can act like an insurance policy. 
For decades, savvy investors have taken advantage of an IRS loophole that allows one to add physical gold, silver, or other precious metals to their retirement savings. What else can physical gold and silver do for you? Privatize your savings. With banking and online financial systems alone, you really only have paper currency and bank receipts. At GoldCo, we're here to help you protect and grow your life savings. Our specialists assist you in two ways. One, buying physical gold and silver direct. Two, facilitating the transfer or rollover from your existing retirement account into a self-directed IRA. Our process is fast, easy, and no cost to you. There are three simple steps to setting up a self-directed IRA. First, we help you open your new IRA account with a quick application. Second, you'll choose how you would like to fund it. Third, we'll help you select the metals that best fit your investment goals and ship them to your account. That's it. With more than a decade of experience and thousands of satisfied customers, the Gold Co. team remains committed to helping individuals like you safeguard and grow their retirement savings. my friends welcome back we got some stuff to talk about man do we ever i just heard an amazing thing on the break too that we're going to share with you here soon i can't i can't i can't wait it was delightful um but we can't get into that right now uh let's talk about this ftx candle because this is a big freaking deal that no one's talking about you've got sam bankman fried freed fried whatever no one cares founded a cryptocurrency exchange called FTX. And this is not a long segment, by the way. I just, I got to put this out there and then you decide what you want to do, okay? So you've got him who created this cryptocurrency exchange FTX, okay? That's step one. It's an exchange that promotes the liquidity of um, liquidity and trends of active coins and tokens. He also founded this hedge company, Alameda Research, Okay. And according to reports, Alameda Research did not have enough cash on hand to attract more investors. So Sam would take money from FTX investors and slide it over, since no one was interested in Alameda, he would take FTX money and slide it over to Alameda to make it look like the company was bringing in these large returns on investments. Basically, he was running a birdie Madoff Ponzi scheme. And... What's any good Ponzi scheme without Democrats being involved, right? So without jumping completely down the conspiracy rabbit hole, here are just some real broad strokes for those of you who have not followed this and what is now known, it just simply is public knowledge. So as you know, so we've got FTX, right? This, this exchange over here. As you know, the United States has been giving billions with a B in dollars 
in both military and humanitarian aid to Ukraine. Fighting a war in a corrupt, sketchy country with a nuclear-capable opponent in Russia. Not our beef. Different story. We're not going to go down that right now. But we've been sending all this money over there. And most of us back here scratching our heads like, you know, why are we doing this? Because the ramifications of this are extraordinary, apocalyptic even. And yet we're supposed to change our social media profile to have the blue and the yellow and put a flag up outside our house or office and, and all of these things when it just doesn't make sense. Well, it makes a little more sense if you look at it through this lens. So we're giving all this money for military and humanitarian aid to Ukraine. Ukraine, Zelensky and his boys, is taking said U.S. monetary aid and partnered with FTX, the exchange that Sammy Boy created. FTX then takes the money that the U.S. gave to Ukraine, that the Ukraine gave to FTX, and pours it into the Democrat Party and major super PACs for U.S. elections and midterm candidates. FTX was, in fact, the second largest Democrat National Committee donor at just, just under $40 million. So we're supposed to see this and just be like, yeah, no big deal. Like, everyone's talking about FTX. That's stupid. It makes no sense. Guys, you can look at the thumbnail. I mean, the, this is money laundering 101. But Biden and this administration, and I get it, Biden's not really in charge of anything, but Biden and this administration, the people handling him, gave away billions of dollars to the Ukrainians who passed it to FTX, who passed it back to the Democrats for their campaigns. And we're supposed to just say, no big deal. The Democrats, the media, oh, that's not corruption. There's nothing to see here. Move along. Stop it. These aren't the droids you're looking for. This is a big deal. And this story is going to, it's going to disappear faster than the body cam footage from Paul Pelosi's underwear party. It's just like, it's not even, it's, it's being discussed so little. Did you put that graphic up? Well, I, I because you brought up the thumbnail, I really qu quickly put it in. I loved okay. what you did here. And <laughs> you told me beforehand that it was on accident. But totally the fact on accident. That, that last arrow is going right up the donkey's ass. Is Hey, donkey's ass, look at that. Um, it, it's fantastic. Because a donkey can be called an ass, too. It can. Know, it's, I mean, it's exactly. No, it's just. But again, you look at that. You see those. I get everything in life is more complicated than, than we tend to make it, but it's also not. That, that's, the, that's the justification, right? Like, well, there's this, that, and the other. Okay, but let's look at the, like, just like the bullet points that will tell the story. And obviously there's some sub-bullets within there. You see that, and you should see a, a massive problem. And then you see the very glaringly obvious massive problem and you're told to shut up. And that is, it should be the sign, the only sign that everyone needs to hear and to see and to understand that we are screwed right now as a country. 
It was the same narrative and discussion with the 2020 election. It was the same narrative with COVID. It was the same narrative with the elections last week. It's the same narrative with this particular story that, of course, directly ties into the elections last week. You're, you're told to shut up. You're, you don't have a voice. Keep talking, and we're going we're gonna to lock you up, or we're going to ban you from everything. We're gonna, like, that is the direction that we are going, and that's not conspiracy. That's just, that's just looking at it. You can go to the next level of, of, of conspiratorial stuff and say, this is going to happen next, that's going to happen next. And some people would be right on it. Some people would be wrong. But you don't have to. You don't have to go into the what ifs. You can stay in the present. You can stay in what's happening now, what has happened over the last several years, and say, Houston, we got a problem. Well, and it's hard, you know, because everyone on the left is, would if you're like, oh, we need to do this, they're like, oh, you're a sore, sore loser. Stop it. Accept it. And it's like, it's not, like, if, and, and, and they, they, they say that, so they, they're like, no, like, don't look into it, you know? Right. And, it, and it's, you're sitting there going, it's not that I'm a sore loser. It's just that I want it to be fair and I want it to be done right. And it's just like, there's so much stuff that's going on that seems nefarious. Oh, it, even before it came in, we're going to take our time, people. It's probably going to take days, wink, you know? And, it, and you're sitting there going, why? What, right. Why in the past has it taken a day to sum up all these votes? Now you're saying it's going to take days. What happened? Is like the like the only person you trust, like a 108 year old lady, who's really nice, and she's the one counting them. If that's Gertrude. the case, we yeah. need to get someone. Yeah, we need we need to get rid of Gertrude. She's great. Let's give her a nice pension, you know, and then get someone else in there. But but when it's like we have technology, we have these machines, which obviously machines can be hacked and all that other stuff. But if we have all this that is supposed to make it faster, right? Why are we waiting? Faster, more on? efficient, and we and we obviously wait because we don't get the results we want. Uh, they don't get the yeah. results they want, and cameras go off, and people put up their poster boards to shield windows. It's like, come on. I'm I'm I don't like losing, but I'm more than capable of losing, if if you know that it's fair, if you were beaten fair and square, and that's just that's what everyone should want, but that's not what the other side wants. And and in fairness, there's people on our side who don't want that too. But like, that's how. It should be. That's just very much not how it is. But we're now into this 2024 season, right? We're moving on to our next big election that, you know, we've got a whole lot of work to do before then, folks. And we got to figure out who our guy is. We know who, who a lot of people want, but we got to figure out who's actually going to announce and, and, and be the candidate. Well, Trump had teased that he was going to do it tomorrow for Mar-a-Lago, which he might still. But you've got Dick Morris and some others who are saying that he's not going to officially announce tomorrow, but rather just say a bunch of positive points about what happened last week, tell, tell some great stories, and he had some good wins last week. There were some losses, too, which were not all on him. You know, again, Mitch McConnell takes a lot of blame on some of those. Um, but you, So you've got people speculating that now he might not based on some of the results let's let's chalk it up as a victory let's let's make this look as good as we can and step forward meanwhile democrats and the media are launching anti-trump disinformation campaigns not that they've ever really stopped but they're ramping those up and now going to say that he lost everything by not getting his trump endorsed gop candidates elected so it's 
it's going to be interesting to see all of this play out. You've got, by the way, Obama and, and Bush 43 starting their own campaigns. Talking about disinformation and this, that, and the other, which is hilarious considering you think of Obama saying, if you want to keep your doctor or you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, followed up by Bush talking about weapons of mass destruction. But it, it, it's clear that the media is still living in fear of Trump. He still rents space in their heads. You've got to trot out two pretty unpopular presidents. Obama had some popular. I'll give him that, and he was suave and this, that, and the other. But in terms of his policies and what happened with the country, not you know, there's a lot of people who do not like him. He he wasn't some Reagan, right? Like he, but but you've got them coming out like as your mouthpieces, like it's just not a good look. And the Democrats hated Bush, but now they love him because he's he's playing along with them. He went he went more establishment and and has gone hardcore after Trump. It's just it's it's an interesting interesting deal. Um, so I'm curious to see all that to say. All, take the media stuff and the Obama Bush stuff to the side. I'm curious to see what Trump does tomorrow night. Will he actually announce or will he table it for now? Not necessarily for forever, but table it for now and say, okay, last week didn't go the way that we wanted it to. The machine won. Because we did look, we didn't have a great week. He 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 had some good wins, but he didn't have an entirely awesome week either. So we're at this impasse where it's either okay, we didn't have a good week, so we got to push on the gas harder, or I'm speaking for him and his team, or it's I, I don't I don't know what we can do against this machine, and I don't he there's not a whole lot of quit in him, so I'm not suggesting that's what he's going to do. All that to say, we'll see what he says tomorrow night. He also came out and backed Kevin McCarthy, who faces at the time no public challenges to become Speaker of the House. And he ensured McCarthy did his, his path to that position by giving members of the Freedom Caucus a seat at the table. He promised to give Marjorie Taylor Greene a committee assignment. Um, Trump also came out this week, slammed McConnell, which he should have. He supported Elise Stefanik uh, for her, the conference chair position. So uh, you got Byron Donalds, who's going to challenge her, which will be interesting. He's he's a young fireball. It hey, wasn't MTG Florida. stepping down. No, she won her race. Oh, she did. But, oh, I, for some reason, I thought we showed a clip where she was stepping down. No, nope, nope. She's she won her race. She's charging ahead. Um, Who am I thinking about? That? I'm trying to think. I, I can't. Can't think of who it is. Blonde um, hair. And we were like, oh, she's probably going to try to run for president. Abraham Lincoln, that whole thing, remember? Like, uh, they, they, like, put, like, the hat on her. Who well, she, she got taken off of a committee. Oh, okay. I thought, it was she, didn't I thought step she, like, down lost from, her seat. Yeah, no, no, no. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so we'll see. There, we'll see what happens with all of that stuff. Oh, by the way, we don't have that in the bag yet. It looks good, but... um. We'll see what happens with that. And then there's this, you, we talked, I'm not going to go into this hardcore because we got to get over to booze and banter here. But uh, we talked about DeSantis versus Trump last week. We talked about the one truth message that Trump put out bragging and kind of slamming DeSantis, which I thought was a horrible look. Even if you think Trump is the better guy and that's who you want to be the candidate, I, I have no objection to that. His, his truth towards DeSantis last week was just a little much, in my opinion. But 
you've got a new YouGov poll that was released Friday that found 42% of Republicans and GOP-leaning independents preferred DeSantis over Trump. He had a seven-point lead. Um, 35% chose Trump. They were, they were in his corner. So we're two years away from this thing. And we all know, of course, that a lot, I mean, a lot is, is the understatement of the year can change in that time. And we know that the media still hates Trump campaigning against him. And you know that the, the GOP side is building up DeSantis because they think he'd be good for the country. And I think he would, too. I, I love there's um, there's so much tape of me talking about Big D here that it's. Maybe it may be quasi embarrassing. But there uh, we just got to take that poster down in your room because yeah. it gets it's kind of weird now. Yeah, now it gets weird. Yeah. It's like, why do I bite my lip when I look at it, too? Like, it's just a weird erotic. Um, but, but, but look, they're, they're going after Trump. You took Trump. it too far. That's the line. That was, you yeah, that we found far. it. Yeah, 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 yeah it the, just went past, yeah. Yeah, we found it. Um, but they're doing it because they hate Trump. I mean, obviously, they don't want him to run. But make no mistake about it, too. If, if, if Ron DeSantis puts his hat in the ring and says, hey, I'm, I'm going to be governor, of Florida, which he won in a, in a just a he curb stomped the piss out of Charlie Chris, which was awesome to see. But hey, I'm going to run for for president. They're going to do the same thing to him. They're going to call him Satan to Satan. You know, they're going to treat him like he's Hitler, all this kind of stuff, even though they they are much closer to it. Um, and it's going to get nasty. So it's going all all this to say it's going to be confusing with this guys because you're going to have members of the Uniparty trying to divide us and pit each other against each other. You're going to have the, uh, the mainstream media and the Democrats doing the same thing. You've got Trump, who's gone after DeSantis a couple times, which makes things confusing on where you stand. So it's going to be really important that you know your sourcing when it comes down to this. Who's the right guy? Who, who, who's doing a better job? Who's going to do a better job? And who should I, who should I trust? And obviously that goes without saying for, for everything these days. but. But man, um, it doesn't surprise me to see DeSantis continue. And that's one poll, but it doesn't surprise me to see him continue to to either take a lead or be closer to Trump. Um, we'll see what happens. Now, with this. My, my question for you, excuse me, my question for you is, if DeSantis doesn't put his hat in the ring, do you think that those votes then will go to Trump? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, look, whoever wins the primary, if they both decide to run, whoever wins the primary, most true, you know, God-fearing, America-loving patriots are going to yeah. vote for either one of those two. I know I would, and I'm not trying to say that I'm everyone, but I think that's going to be the case. You're going to have some establishment types who want, you know, a Pompeo or a Mike Pence type, but that's just, that's the minority. Um, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's where you're going to be. You know, if Nikki Haley runs, you're going to have some who fall in that camp during the primary, that is. But they're going to get into to that point where you're going to have one of the two. And I think that if if you like, look, they're pretty similar, right? DeSantis is a little more polished in his delivery, but stands up for things the way that Trump does. So it's it's you, you've got some good options there. The question becomes. Who can actually win? And I think Trump's going to struggle too, which I also think DeSantis will. 
just because the system of the system and what we're facing. Not not that they're not the better candidate. I think DeSantis is is probably the most polished great one that we could have in that role because he's a lot like Trump. He's younger. He's bringing up this, you know, this new generation of of America first candidates and leadership. But the but the question really is not which is the is the better of the two candidates. I think they both bring something to the table, a lot to the table. In fact, the question is, can you win an election in this uniparty country anymore? Because, again, if you think there are two parties, you're just falling for what they in D.C. DC want you to think. So <clears throat> I agree. Joey says it's not the con uh, conversation we should be having. It's not time to talk about 2024. We got bigger issues. We do, which is the uniparty, which is the the radical push towards communism in this country which is can you ever win an election again anyways and the list goes on and on and on and on it's it's just insane that we're having this conversation here in this country but alas we are um okay we've got a clip about big d ron ron desantis bill maher uh actually being reasonable again he's on a streak here we'll show that in booze and banter though we've got U.S. soccer team news. We've got all sorts of stuff. We're going to be over on locals. Um, we'll do, we'll do that as well. Disco over there. We got plenty to get to on locals. A lot, in fact. So I'm pasting the link in there. We hope that you guys can come join us. Drew Burke was at locals, or go specifically to the one that we just shared in the chat. Thank you so much for being here today. Please hit that like button on the way out if you have not already. We hope to see you tomorrow. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. Just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.